0: Welcome to Stacking M's, the podcast where we talk about marketing, money and mindset because stacking millions won't happen without a consistent focus on those things. My name is Tara Payton. I'm a marketing expert and coaching consultant who spent 14 years working with major corporations and Fortune 500 companies, helping them with their marketing to make them millions. So this podcast is a place for me to help product based and consumer business owners like you, learn how to optimize your marketing to make more, learn how to leverage your money, and how to invest to grow your business. Also, we're talking about how to make sure your mindset is always elevating so you can actually enjoy this ride. Turn up the volume, prepare to take some notes, and get ready to really stack those M's. Welcome back to another episode of Stacking M's where we focus on marketing money and mindset for your business. I am joined here by by a very special guest, Aquia. And um, let's just jump into it. So, I was a guest on Aquia's podcast a little while ago, and I'm so glad it was virtual. I'm so glad to have you here in person yes. because I really thrive off of in person energy. Me too. You know, the pandemic had us not seeing people, we were seeing computers all the time. So, I'm so thankful to see you here in person. I'm so excited. You are even more <laughs> glowy and beautiful in person Aww. than you are online. Thank Seriously. You. Um. So, Aquia, Tell us a little bit about you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she's going to say this, so I'm going to save it. But yeah, tell us a little bit about you, what you've done, (laughs) a little bit about how you got into the beauty industry.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's a long journey. I would have to go back to maybe about college. I'll go back to college time. I really did not want to go to college, to be Mm -hmm. honest. I wanted to go straight to cosmetology school, out of high school. My plan was to have a hair salon, Mm -hmm. open up my own little business, and life was going to be great. Mm -hmm. But when I graduated, I was 17, so... I didn't really have much choice in the the matter. My mom and my counselors were like, well, you need a backup plan. You got to go to college and everything. So I did go to college. I have a four-year degree, a bachelor's in IT that Mm -hmm. I've never used um, because I graduated (laughs) around the the recession time. So Mm -hmm. no one was hiring at the time, um, even for IT. People were surprised when I tell them that. But I remember going on so many, like, just applying to so many jobs. Mm -hmm. And I got one interview for an IT job, and I Mm -hmm. failed an assessment. Before wow. they interviewed me, and I was walking out there crying, like, mm. because I felt like I had done everything that I was told to do. Like, they tell you to go to school, get a job, like, and then, like, get a career, but I had done that, and I didn't have anything to show for it
0: mm-hmm. um at the
1: time. So, I kind of just worked all types of jobs just to have money in my pocket, and it got mm-hmm. to the point where I just don't like working for people, for real. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like working for people And I was like, what can I do to make money that I like? And at that time, it was makeup. I was getting into makeup. I was like 26 years old at the time. Never had worn foundation before. Mm -hmm. Just like watching YouTube, trying to put lashes on. It was a whole mess. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm the type of person, too, that if you show me how to do something, more than likely, I can like pick it up. So Mm -hmm. I'm really big on like investing in myself or just getting a course or just. Teach me how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I went to a six week makeup program um, at a school in D C called Ben and Career Institute. I'm born and raised in DC, forgot D- to mention that.
0: DC proper for all my DC. Yes, days. DC we, proper. Yes. We're not talking about Maryland. <laughs> We're not talking about Virginia. Summer, right. DC proper. DC yes. proper.
1: <laughs> so I went to Ben and Career Institute. Um Did their six-week makeup artistry program and pretty much kind of, like, ran with it after that. Mm -hmm. Was telling everybody was a makeup artist. People were surprised because at that point, like I said, I had never really worn makeup myself. So Mm -hmm. I think people were kind of just sitting back for a little bit just to see, like, what I was going to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I've had, like, so many amazing opportunities um, in the beauty industry that I really just attribute to networking. Mm -hmm. Um, Just meeting people. Being myself, I guess, being a genuine good person, genuinely wanting to get to know them and build Mm -hmm. relationships. And then when opportunities came across, they would think about me. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten to do things like Love & Hip Hop, Atlanta and New York Mm -hmm. reunions, um, Bad Boy Reunions (laughs) tour with Total. Take that, take that. Yes, take that. Um, So many things. An off-Broadway play in San Francisco. I stayed there for a month working on the play. Awesome. And... The list goes on, Housewives of Potomac, but literally every huge opportunity that I have gotten in the beauty industry has literally come from networking. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been like me applying, or it's literally somebody I met, Mm -hmm. they remembered me, and I got the opportunity that way. Mm. So, yeah. So,
0: I want to touch on a few things, because you gave us a lot, right? (laughs) So, for the people who, you know, there may be someone here watching who is thinking or being... I don't want to say pressure, but like you're feel you're being told you need to do something. And you know that that is not the right thing for you. That's mm-hmm. not what is sitting in your spirit, right? And I think with our generation, especially, and my husband experienced this as well, like we were told you have to go to college. There yeah. was no question about it. Your parents made you do it. Mm-hmm. But for the people that, you know, now hindsight is twenty twenty, and you know, in the future, You know, if you have nieces and nephews, children, whatever, how would you guide them throughout that process? Because a lot of times, and before you answer the question, a lot of times what ends up happening is we become our parents Mm -hmm. unconsciously, Mm -hmm. right? So I wanna hear from your perspective, if you had a daughter, how would you be guiding her at this point in time if she was trying to decide to go to school or to do something That she really didn't feel like she was meant to do and she wanted to do something else what would that conversation be like like what would you tell her
1: i would just try to be as supportive as i can as long as my daughter is not going down like a a negative path as long
0: as she she, ain't on the pole like long as
1: she ain't on the pole (laughs) or you know doing anything crazy like that i would try my best to support her and maybe like try to walk her through it to have a plan like what is your Mm. plan for this like what is the vision that you have in possibly be able to provide or find resources for her to thrive in that area. Um, and it's kind of hard to say because I don't like regret going to college and everything mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of my degree, I'm able to, I'm a lot more tech savvy than most like creatives are. Like mm-hmm. I could do a lot of techie stuff that they can't do. So it definitely plays a role like in my business, but mm-hmm. I would just be supportive um, because throughout my life, and I'm sure a lot of people's lives, like, beauty, the beauty industry wasn't really a thing for me. Like, mm. I didn't grow up with seeing hair and makeup and things like that, yeah. so... It's always a journey of like trying to figure out what you like anyway. So even mm-hmm. though they might think that they want to do this thing right now, it might turn out to be something else. Mm-hmm. But just being as supportive as possible and not trying to like shoot down their dreams and mm-hmm. make it seem like it's not a priority. Like mm-hmm. just have a plan.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about makeup right quick because uh, for those of you that know, some of you may not know, I'm just learning how to do <laughs> my own makeup at you know close. To, I ain't going to put my age out there. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just learning how to do makeup, right? Uh-huh. It was not something that was in my family, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't something that my mother did. My gra- Actually, no. Here's a funny story. My grandmother used to wear foundation. And my mother and my aunt always would joke that she would look like a cloud because her foundation was too light. So mm-hmm. I think I've always been averse to makeup yeah. because of the negativity that I grew that i heard or experienced you know when i was Mm -hmm. when i was growing up so for you going into makeup like you said you weren't even wearing makeup Mm -hmm. you enrolled in a program to learn how to do the different techniques and and your makeup is flawless right now by the way i hope y'all catching all of the glow um so when you were faced like when people were maybe discouraging you or even saying to you like oh you're gonna do makeup like you can't make a career out of that what what were some of the conversations that you had to have with yourself first
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I'm definitely like a person that once I make up my mind about something it's kind of hard to like deter me Mm -hmm. like I definitely heard the chatter of like oh like what are you going to do with that? But what I'm starting to realize too, even when I talk to other people, is like when you're not in a specific industry, you really have no idea what goes on in the industry. So a lot of the times when people are like, oh, like what are you going to do with makeup? I'm like, we literally see makeup all the time. Mm -hmm. Like when you're watching commercials, when you're watching movies, when you're watching anything, you always see people with makeup. The celebrities that we love, the men and the women are wearing makeup. Mm -hmm. So it's so many opportunities in the beauty industry. I knew that. Mm -hmm. So as long as I knew that, Like, I was just like, you don't even know what's going on over Mm -hmm. here. Like, Mm -hmm. people are making money. Like, even bridal. Bridal is such a huge industry. So, I don't let that deter me. Like, my eyes on the prize. Like, just sit back and watch Mm -hmm. when things start popping off.
0: And that obviously played out well by you focusing on what your goal was and you knowing what the outcome was and what mm-hmm. the results were that you were seeking. And here you are today. You've been on many different, you know, you've been featured on many different shows on many different platforms, worked with many different artists. So I want to now talk about networking because you brought that up yes. a lot. And that's what we're talking about. Networking. I want to talk about how that led to your community. Okay. So as far as networking, How did that land you the opportunities
1: that it landed you? Mm -hmm. So when I first started doing makeup, I didn't really know any makeup artists or anybody really in the beauty industry that I could like call up and say, hey, like, how do you do this? And when I was meeting people, I would also ask them, like, how do I get these opportunities? How do I? And I would never get a straight answer. And it used Mm -hmm. to irritate me, like, why can't they just tell me what to do? Because I'm that type of person. Just tell Mm -hmm. me what to do and I would do it. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously. Um, but now I'm realizing that everybody's journey is like completely unique. Mm-hmm. Like it's really no blueprint to success as a makeup artist or photographer. Like, of course, you can have courses and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. everybody is different. Yes. Um, so just in the effort to like try to be around people who were doing what I wanted to do, I used to drive or take the bus to New York all the time from DC. So mm-hmm. four hours back and forth. I used to go to events classes all types of stuff um another group in new york well based out of new york is called the powder group Mm -hmm. they will also have like the makeup show and just seminars and summer school and just makeup artists teaching or they're teaching about the business side so i was always going to those things Mm -hmm. and people used to think i lived in new york they would see Mm -hmm. me so much at these events that they thought i lived there i'm like no Mm -hmm. i live in dc like i'm just coming up to you know (laughs) see what's going on So just by meeting those people at certain events and just keeping in contact with them, honestly, um, opportunities came about. And then also my mentor, Morel Hollis, he does um, Wendy Williams makeup now. And Mm -hmm. he's like 20 years in bad boy, Mm -hmm. like doing Diddy's grooming and everything, work with all the bad boy artists. I had the opportunity to assist him like straight out of makeup school. I Mm -hmm. assisted him on something called the um, Celebrity Makeup Artist Symposium that they used to have at Bennett. And they mm-hmm. let us choose who we wanted to assist. Mm-hmm. So there was another makeup artist, Denessa Myricks, who I just adore. She was supposed to be there, but she couldn't come. So he was my next best thing. Because I was like, I love Woody Williams. I'm mm-hmm. like, how you like, How you Yes, yeah, all of that. I <laughs> yes. love Wendy Williams. So I was like, let me assist him. I didn't really know much about him at that time. But I impressed him so much that weekend that he's like, I want you to come to New York one day and assist me. And then mm-hmm. the type of person that I am sometimes, I just take things with a grain of salt. I'm like whatever like he said he Mm -hmm. wanted me to assist him whatever but one thing that i did was i kept in contact with him Mm. so i was like he said what he said he gave me Mm -hmm. his number so every now and then i would text him hey morel it's Mm queer, how you doing a few months later hey don't forget about me just and that was like may 2013 i didn't Mm -hmm. hear from him until february 2014 2014 Mm -hmm. february so that persistence is what got you in the room. The persistence, yes. because what a lot of people do when it comes to networking is they they'll reach out one time, they'll follow up, and they don't hear anything. They're like, "Oh, they must not like me." Like mm-hmm. all these things that swirl around in our heads, like they must be ignoring me. Mm-hmm. But people are busy. Mm-hmm. I know. I look at my phone sometimes and say, "I'm gonna reply," and then it's like hours or days right. later, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I totally right. forgot." So definitely being persistent, and then. That led to... I I worked on a a campaign shoot for Black Opal because Mm -hmm. he had just became the artistic director, so that's why he reached out to me to assist him on that. That turned into me assisting him on an Essence shoot, an Mm -hmm. Essence cover shoot, to Bad Boy, to... I met the person, the the producer at his birthday party Mm -hmm. um, in New York who was in charge of the play. It's Mm -hmm. called Mighty Real, a fabulous Sylvester musical. Mm -hmm. So, like, just being in those rooms and just not being afraid to just speak up and say hello. Like yeah. it all starts with a like, hello.
0: Are you an introvert or an extrovert?
1: I would probably toggle between both. Okay, yeah. so like
0: an ambivert, I think is what they're calling it now. I guess, like girl. Because I feel like introvert.
1: I could turn it on when I need to, but I definitely mm-hmm. love just like being by myself. Time. Yeah.
0: Okay, got it, got it. That's a sidebar question. <laughs> um. So. Going through that experience and being in the beauty industry and seeing everything that you saw, how did you get now to the space where you built a community,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: What was the the determining factor for you that said, where you looked up and said, hey, I want to build this community?
1: Yeah, so I was going through a coaching program at the time, mm-hmm. and one of my challenges has always been like, how am I different? Like, mm-hmm. how do I stand out? And just talking to my coach about you know, how I got certain opportunities or just my journey in the beauty industry. She's like, that's it. It's networking. Nobody's talking about networking. Mm. It's not fun. Nobody wants to talk about networking. Right. That's not a fun or cool, sexy thing to talk about. So I was like, okay, I could definitely do that. So I kind of built out this program at first where um, I was teaching makeup artists like how to strategically network to get like clients mm. and just to grow their social media and all of those things because I just felt like people relied too heavily on social media Then also I was beating people who did not have like beauty industry friends. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how do you not have a a makeup sister or brother like to go shopping with or just talk to talk about your crazy clients Mm -hmm. or whatever? Um, So when I built out that program, I like to, I'm the person in my family that throws like the baby showers and Mm -hmm. people's birthdays. I love events and stuff like that. So when I was planning out the, the curriculum for the um, the program, I was like, well, if I'm teaching them how to network, I should probably like host a networking event for them to like implement the things that they're learning. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. Um, I had a program prior to that where I kind of tested it out on my students. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do in my events is speed networking. So it's like speed dating, but you're networking. So mm-hmm. that's how I like to do is I tested it out with them. They loved it. So February 2019 is when I had my first networking event in D.C., mm-hmm. and it was over 100 people there. Wow. Like, totally blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had a great time. It was something that they had never done before, like speed networking, and mm-hmm. it it just kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I really started it because people – I just felt like people needed to get out and talk to people. People mm-hmm. really have a hard time with, like – in person interaction, mm-hmm. they just want to hide behind their little iPhones and, and, and their droids. and, and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm like, you gotta get out and you gotta talk to people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really started it just to build that community camaraderie and just have a place where we could just bounce ideas off of each other and just people have like developed friendships like outside of just being makeup artists or photographers here and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Friendships opportunities have sparked. You know, collaboration. Mm-hmm. So I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell us about it. It's Friends in Beauty, mm-hmm. right? Is the name of the community. Um, it started out with an event in D.C. A hundred people showed up, and now what does that look like? What does Friends in Beauty look like?
1: Yes. So Friends in Beauty. I'm trying to get back to my events because Rona slowed me down. Yes. <laughs> I was supposed to go on a 14 city tour in 2020 wow. because people were asking me to come to their cities. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm building up to getting back to that now. I have started a podcast called Friends in Beauty because mm-hmm. I didn't want the buzz to die down during mm-hmm. the pandemic, and I always wanted to do a podcast, so mm-hmm. I started a podcast just to interview different people in the beauty industry and people who can contribute to the beauty space mm-hmm. about like their keys to longevity and success, like how they got to where they are. Because like I said, there's no blueprint for yeah. us, so it's very helpful to hear like their stories and how they did it and. Mm-hmm. The little advice that they can give to you know the community, so that's where I am now. Mm -hmm. Um, The podcast, getting back to the events, and also building a membership program where people can I could incorporate that education element because Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher as well. Mm -hmm. I also teach. I ain't tell y'all about that, (laughs) but I am a a beauty educator as well. So I Mm -hmm. love education. I love teaching, and it's just so important for Mm -hmm. us to you know stay sharp.
0: So what do you feel like is the biggest gap in business when it comes to beauty industry professionals
1: (sighs) the biggest gap in what way
0: um as far as them running their business whether that be a service business like they're a makeup artist or whether they are selling products you know what is the biggest gap like what are some of the trends that you've seen with um beauty industry professionals Mm -hmm. right that get into business
1: what is that gap I noticed that a lot of them first don't take the time to really know who they're targeting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I do makeup, I do photography, I do hair. I want to take pictures of everybody, but I'm like, everybody's not your client. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't, or a lot of us in the beginning, don't take the time to really figure out who we want to work with. Not the people mm-hmm. that are just going to come to us, but like, who do you want to work with? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I see a lot. And then like the business side of things, mm-hmm. creatives are creative. They just mm-hmm. want to live in the creative world and, you know, paint and, you know, just create Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like the business side of things it might be lack might be lacking so like the finances like keeping the finances in order or the marketing and Mm -hmm. the advertising everything is changing so much Mm -hmm. um but those are the things the main things I really see and then also aside from business just the the internal things of social media comparing yourself to people and Mm -hmm. the discouragement that you feel because you feel like you're not as far along as somebody else Mm -hmm. and yeah
0: Hey, real quick, it's Tara. I want to interrupt this episode to help you with something I hear from my community far too often. I get constant emails, DMs, and messages from e-commerce and product-based founders that are struggling with how to properly market their brands online for growth because thus far, they've posted online, they've told their friends and family, but they're not having any luck. So I decided to do something about it and I put together a free gift for you. It's called the Profitable Marketing Playbook. Inside the playbook, you're going to learn what it takes for your brand to win online, the action steps that you need to take to create marketing campaigns that are going to get you paid. You'll even get access to the same framework that we use with my clients in order to consistently grow their visibility and sales. The playbook also includes a checklist because I know some of y'all love your checklist. And inside this checklist, it's going to show you what to spend most of your time focused on, and it will cover the metrics that you need to monitor for each of your campaigns so you know if you're getting a good return. I know that you're tired or struggling with sales and you're ready to grow your brand so you can finally experience double-digit growth. So right now, I want you to go to www.profitablemarketingplaybook.com or scroll down to the show notes now to grab your free copy today. Let's talk about social media for a minute. Mm Because you mentioned something earlier about um, content and content not being like the end all be all. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing here, right? Um, And then we talk about social media or we just think about social media in general, when you were starting
1: in your makeup artistry, was social media a big part of it? Girl, I was struggling with social media. The only reason I created Instagram was because I became a makeup artist, mm-hmm. but um, social media was definitely a thing at that time, but it
0: wasn't popping in. It was it like, was like,
1: like revving. it was like just getting started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just getting started.
0: So do you feel like you had an advantage to other Maybe makeup artists or creative professionals that are just getting started today with the comparison Hmm. on social media?
1: An advantage? I wouldn't say I had an advantage because Mm -hmm. I think I just really started to use my social media like properly within like Mm the last few years. Mm -hmm. So I was just... Posting, I didn't really have a strategy, mm-hmm. um, sort of say. And when I first started, I didn't know I was going to end up here, either. you know. What I mean, as
0: far as like comparing yourself to other people,
1: oh, like the
0: advantage of not comparing yourself to other people because mm. you it wasn't social media wasn't as prevalent in you know this space.
1: Um, I would say now
0: you go on there, everybody's beating faces, yes. clients, this wedding, this, this, that, right? But mm. back in the day you pretty much found out about your makeup artist or your, your you know, beauty professional through word of mouth. Yeah. Right.
1: I don't think I really went through that early on mm-hmm. because I wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on perfecting my craft that mm-hmm. I wasn't really comparing, like, myself in that way. I was comparing myself in a way of, like, how can I get it to look like this? Or mm-hmm. how can I get it to be a little bit better but mm-hmm. not looking at it as far as, like, I want to be like that or I want these opportunities too. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: So I... I know a little bit about, like, the vision for your brand and for Friends in Beauty. Um, I want to hear from you. If there was one thing that you can improve about the beauty industry, what would it be?
1: One thing I would improve about the beauty industry. Hmm, that's a good one. Like, I would probably improve just people's transparency when it comes to the journey. Hmm. I'll talk about that, that a little bit more. Yeah, because we all know that Instagram and social media is like a highlight reel, but people don't really talk about when they come up with courses and nobody signs up for mm-hmm. it. Or when they go to a client and they wipe their whole face off in front of you like you're trash or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to see that improve in the beauty industry because I think that would make it more real. Mm-hmm. Like. Let's talk about the stuff that really goes on Mm -hmm. that we're struggling with as opposed to always just making it look so glamorous.
0: So let's hold ourselves accountable right now. I'm going to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. What is one of the biggest, um, I guess, nightmares that you've experienced in entrepreneurship?
1: Hmm. It's always the ups and downs. You just mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen. So those things have happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have literally, like, constructed whole programs. And I'm like, this is bomb. Like, mm-hmm. they need this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, like, crickets. Right. Crickets. Or it's mm-hmm. always those things when people are like, oh, yeah, we want it. But then when you come out with it, they don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I've literally had a client. I did her whole face. And literally, she was like, oh girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. And white that had never happened to me before. I was mm-hmm. like, and I wasn't even a new makeup artist at the time. I was like, oh, she tripped. Like, something's so mm-hmm. wrong with her. But being able to like navigate those things, like how do you respond to it? Mm-hmm. I have um I talk to models all the time that want to have the conversations about inappropriate conduct on set. Like, how do I yeah. uh how do I handle myself when I'm on these in these uncomfortable positions and I just want to have those like open mm-hmm. conversations where people know how to just how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you're, first of all, thank you for being open and, you know, vulnerable with sharing that. Cause a lot of people won't share that. And I'll share a personal story. When I first got into, I guess, the online coaching world, cause I had been doing um, side hustling for a while with regards to helping brands strategize mm-hmm. and grow their their sales through marketing and things like that. The first program I launched it was february 2020 so right before the pandemic girl i was hype i had 200 people sign up for my webinar and i think maybe 50 people showed up live and then at the end of it nobody signed up
1: Mm -hmm. right those
0: are the time those are the things that a lot of people don't talk about i've been very vocal about it i've shared it on my social media what that looks like so for me it was making sure that i got out of my feelings and Mm -hmm. started looking into the data to understand What was it that went wrong, right? right? So for you, I don't know what data you have to look at, right? Especially as a makeup artist, if somebody's wiping their face off, that's very um, subjective, Mm -hmm. what they're looking at. But what would be some advice that you have for, you know, people who are in the beauty industry that may experience a negative event or have a client that's dissatisfied? What would be your one piece of advice that you would give them,
1: to focus on or to do in that situation i would say don't take it personal Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that's where we start to get in our feelings when we Mm -hmm. think it's like a personal attack on us or our artistry um you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea um so to say but just don't take it personal Mm -hmm. don't take it to the heart just move on Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: don't hold on to it Mm -hmm. because then that starts to play a part in how you show up in other situations it Mm -hmm. might make you less confident and you can't have that.
0: Got it. All right, I'm switching gears here. So, Aquia <laughs> asked me this question on her podcast, so I have to return the favor. So, the question is, when is the last time, and she had a little bit of time to prepare for this, so <laughs> I'm going to just say that. When I got asked the question, I did not have any time to prepare. So, when is the last time you did something for the first time?
1: The last time I did something for the first time, I've had a lot of firsts mm-hmm. in, like, the last few months. But one thing that was fun, I went ziplining. I was in Senegal. When did you go to Senegal? In July. Okay. Yes, I went to Senegal for two weeks. Um, My brother-in-law is from there, so we stayed Mm -hmm. with his family. But I had a lot of firsts on that trip. Mm -hmm. So I ziplined, I rode a four-wheeler, and I rode a camel. Mm.
0: (laughs) How was that? That was fun. How was the whole experience in Senegal?
1: It was amazing. Like They literally spoiled us. I didn't spend any money. The whole time I was there, we had chefs and maids, and mm. it was amazing. Okay, I, I can live that, that life. I'm
0: putting that on a travel list. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, so you did zip lining, you rode four wheelers, and you rode a camel. Mm-hmm. Was the camel nice? Because I've seen some stuff where the people be getting thrown off the camel. <laughs> yeah, the camel was scared. nice. Okay, good. Yeah. You had a good camel. <laughs> All right, listen. So we cannot end um, the podcast without asking. Our question about marketing, money, and mindset. So I'm going to say one of those words, and I want you to give me on a scale of 1 to 10 kind of where you sit with each
1: of them, all right?
0: So um, when it comes to your marketing, 1 to 10.
1: Girl, 2, honey.
0: (laughs) All right, we're going to have to talk. So when it comes to your money, where do you sit?
1: I would say like an 8.
0: Okay. And then what about your mindset?
1: Mindset 8. Okay,
0: so two eight eight. So let's talk about this marketing. You're at two. Why are you at a two, and how can we get you to eight nine
1: or ten? That's probably just me being in my head because when mm-hmm. I talk to other people, they're like, everything looks great, mm-hmm. but for me, I'm like, no, I want it. I want. I know what I want.
0: You chasing perfectionism?
1: Not perfectionism, but I have like a vision in my head that I just can't get out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So tracing that vision i guess because i know how i want stuff to be and how i want it to look so when Mm -hmm. it's not like that i'm like this ain't it like y'all think it's it but this is that it's almost there
0: so is it just the aesthetic things that you are struggling to the aesthetic and like
1: the strategy too okay sometimes because i feel like i do so much Mm -hmm. so i'm always trying to make it make sense with Mm -hmm. everything that i do where i'm not like confusing people you know
0: got it okay so you have multiple things that you want to promote is Mm -hmm. that what you're saying and then you want to make sure that your audience does not get confused by it Mm -hmm. okay so um how have you done it in the past
1: just be posting about everything at the same time at the same damn time yeah (laughs) i have to because i have like the podcast i got youtube the events now doing a membership then I do makeup, too. I don't even mm-hmm. be posting my clients like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to make it all fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We've talked about this a little bit. So, and I do agree. I think it's you in your head a <laughs> lot with the marketing because you have what it takes, right? You know what you need to do. I think it's just actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And I would say that for anybody, like if you are at a place where your marketing is on a two. <laughs> Five or less, like a two, is that that we gonna have to have a sidebar conversation? I'm not even gonna do that on the podcast. We're gonna have a sidebar conversation because we need to get her out of the out of this two status. <laughs> it's just in my head. But yeah, all right. So then let's jump to the mindset. So if your marketing is at a two because it's in your head and you're at a eight for mindset, mm-hmm. talk to me about that. That's the other two. Oh, mindset's a two.
1: No, that's the other two. I'm at an eight, so nine, ten. That's the two. It would be like a ten. No, you
0: don't get no 10. How are you trying to add? How are you trying to add? I'm like, what? what? You can't add the numbers I together. To it,
1: I was trying to do something. No,
0: that Make it make sense for me, girl. I was like, what is she talking about? Okay, no. All right. So, mindset's at an eight. Is that mm-hmm. personal? Um, yeah, personal. Business. Okay, it's yeah. personal. Mindset and business.
1: Mindset and business, I will probably say like a six, seven
0: okay that's still pretty strong that's pretty strong what are some of the things that okay so you know you're in your head right now with your marketing that's why your marketing's not higher it's not that you don't have the strategy mm-hmm. and things like that so what do you need from a mindset perspective to help you get because they all play a part right they all balance each other out so that's why i'm asking you these questions so what do you need from a mindset a business mindset perspective to get you out of the two status and also increase your mindset in business.
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. From a business perspective. Hmm. You got I'm me. gonna need you. I'm gonna need
0: you, you to me. think about it. You got me. I'm gonna need, like I said, we're <laughs> going to have a sidebar conversation. Um, and then your money. You said it's an eight. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So that's pretty strong. Good. Well, listen, Aquia, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoy the conversation. Yes. Let everyone know where they can find you um, and what things you have going on. I know you talked about the membership, so definitely mention that.
1: Yes, for sure. So you can definitely check me out on Instagram. My personal page is Aquia Robinson. So that's A-K-U-A. Last name is Robinson. Then I have Friends in Beauty. That's a whole separate page that I'm running for the podcast, for the events, and for the education. So I'm just launching my Friends with beauty. Benefits Club. It's a membership program um, where you could just, it's a one-stop shop where you can learn everything in one place because that's one thing for us in the beauty industry. When we are ready to like take it to the next level, we kind of have to invest in a course over here for marketing, a course over here for Facebook ads, a course mm-hmm. over here to learn how to create a course. Mm-hmm. So I just want to bring everything in one place. So right. that's what Friends and Beauty is going to be: a one-stop shop education for beauty professionals
0: amazing and i'll be a guest trainer inside of that so we're definitely looking forward to that so y'all go find aquia online we'll have all of her links in the show notes and thank y'all for joining us for another episode we're signing off